Hey guys, this is Tyler Padgett. I'm the lead pastor of the Courageous Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. And my hope is that this podcast encourages you, that it builds your faith, and that it pushes you to make a difference. You can join us in person on the weekends, Sundays at 9.30 and 11, at any one of our locations across the Ozarks. Check out our social media pages to find a campus near you. I believe you're listening today for a reason. Let's do this. Turn up the volume and let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is all about joy. Say it out loud, joy. Joy. Well, that's a good, good thing because there's not a lot of it in the world, but Jesus brings joy. I want to welcome you on behalf of my family. This is a picture of my uh, we, we did a selfie because we can never organize the family photos at Christmas time. This is us on an iPhone. There's my wife, Renee, and my two sons, Owen and Evan. Welcome here. And I want you to consider in 2024, if you don't consistently make the church a part of your life, I, I want you to know if you, give me, if you give me six months to a year, your life can be transformed. I want you to do three, three things. I want you to show up, and as you show up, God will work in your heart. I want you to grow up in the sense that if you will enter into community via small groups, you'll develop the kind of relationships that spur you on to growth. And I want you to step up, which means not just live to get your needs met, but to live in a way that ministers to others. I want you to think about that when you're making your New Year's resolutions. Deal? All right. And I want to tell you what God has done. God did a miracle in our church and gave us an amazing piece of land on Highway 65, just south of Costco. And we're weeks away, by the grace of God, of breaking ground on our East Campus. Here's a video of what our East Campus will look like. It's going to be amazing. It's Costco, Hickory Hills going south, the railroad tracks, and that piece of land there. God gave us that, and we're building this church. And so we're just so thankful for what God has done. Would you give the Lord a hand for what he's done in this church? And so today is all about joy. Joy is important. Joy is needed. And joy is, here's a working definition, it's the settled assurance that God is in control of every detail in my life, and it's the quiet confidence that ultimately, if it's not all right now, it will be soon because I have made the choice to give God praise in all things. Joy comes from that (laughs) expanded definition of what it looks like. It just means putting Jesus first and trusting him most. Here's what Luke chapter 2 and 10 says about joy for this season. It says this, speaking to the shepherds in the fields at night, and the angel said to them, fear not, because it's scary when those angels come down and start talking. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. We're living in the good news of great joy, and it's for everybody that is here today. You can have joy that comes from Jesus. Somebody clap your hands to God this morning. You see the word everywhere at Christmas time. Joy to the world. There's multiple songs. I won't sing them all to you, but they're in my heart today. But for the sake of time, I won't. Christianity is a joyful faith. Like, nobody is called to blow their bodies up for Jesus in Christianity. It's a joyful faith. We sing in Christianity. Like, that's what we do. We sing. We're the fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la people. We're a joyful bunch. It's not, I, I, it's the, I meant to say, ah, la 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 Gloria. Like, we are a joyful people, a singing faith. My goodness, the, some of the radio stations start playing Christmas music August 25th to December 25th. 
And we listen because we're joyful people. And because we're a joyful people, that's why we say Merry Christmas and not Scary Christmas. Merry Christmas. And so uh, I want you to have something deeper than happiness. Happiness depends on happenings. But joy comes from another source. It comes from Jesus. How many of you ever played with one of these in your life? Northside, I hope you can see my eyeball. I'm trying to zero it in on you. You ever play with one of these when you were a kid? How many of you could maybe get a felony or misdemeanor based upon what you did to some insects with one of these when you were a child? This is a magnifying glass, and it is not something I need yet. It's just something I use today to make a point. Because often we struggle with the opposite of joy. We struggle with worry and guilt and anxiety, and it's brought on by sin. Like, like we can choose today to magnify the worry, the guilt, and the anxiety, or we can choose to magnify something else. And I want to talk about that this morning. Magnification is a powerful, powerful idea, and it has a lot to do with joy. Let's hear the word of the Lord this morning. And I want to read to you an expanded section of Scripture because this is not about Frosty, Rudolph, or Santa Claus. This is about Jesus, okay? Luke 1.26 reads like this. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her, this angel, and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was freaking out, because why wouldn't you when an angel appears out of nowhere? She was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, second time don't be afraid. Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He'll be great, and he'll be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said, point of order, Mr. Chairman, technicality here, how will this be since I'm a virgin? If this doesn't make sense to you, you can talk to somebody after service. 35, and the angel answered her and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Many of you, just as a sidebar, many of you are wondering how, and my answer to you is the Holy Spirit is how. You're wondering how this is going to work out. How am I going to fix this? How am I? The Holy Spirit is your helper. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, you have a relative named Elizabeth in her old age. She has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who is also barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I'm a little overwhelmed, but I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel, poof, departed. This is a messed up situation. This could change your week. This could cause you to feel some things you haven't felt in a while. And Mary was tripping, and she had a big reason to be. It was such news that almost felt like bad news, honestly. Wouldn't it first feel like bad news? 
I'm going to be pregnant and God's going to do it and I have to explain it. <laughs> Hard situation. She got such bad news that, that she was uh, stressed. I'm pregnant with God's baby. I'm engaged to Joseph. I've never been with Joseph. I'm worried. What's Joseph going to do? Is he going to kick me to the curb? What's the town going to do? How am I going to explain this? How am I going to look people in the eye and say, oh, no, 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 no. It's God's baby. Like, I'm worried for her at this point. And she's feeling guilty. Like, here she is, a teenage mom carrying God. What if you're a bad parent? What if you spank baby Jesus? Does that mean you're going to hell? Like, I, I, there's a lot to worry about here. What is going on? And so she runs to Elizabeth's house, the Bible says. She is stressed. And when her pregnant sister-in-law, Elizabeth, sees her, she immediately feels the Holy Spirit. And she starts to prophesy, which means to speak for God. And she says, what is born in you is of God. And there was so much God on Mary that the baby inside Elizabeth jumped, the Bible says. You need some people in your life that have so much God and so much promise and so much hunger for the Lord and so much blessing on them that it makes your baby jump. That's a figure of speech, of course. But there needs to be people in your life that what God is doing in them so resonates with you that you can feel it. And that's why I made the commercial for small groups at the beginning of the service today. Because ongoing community is essential if you're going to grow, it's how discipleship happens. So back to the guilt and the worry and the pain and the frustration she was feeling. The point that I want you to see here through Mary's life is this. What we magnify, we multiply. What we magnify, we multiply. And so she could have magnified anxiety. She could have magnified worry. She could have magnified guilt, but she knew something else and she did something else. For the word of God says in Nehemiah 8 and 10 this, and do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you need strength that's bigger than you, it's found in the joy of the Lord. Mary knew this. Mary never forgot this. And Mary in her life goes beyond natural trust, natural intellect, natural understanding, and she begins to magnify something other than stress. She begins to magnify something other than anxiety. She, needs, she begins to magnify something bigger than the guilty feelings she was having. You know, the Bible says that Christ in you, speaking of the Holy Spirit, is the hope of glory, but hope was inside of Mary, and she had to make a choice. Am I going to magnify the pressure I'm feeling on the outside or am I going to magnify what God is doing on the inside? And many of you need to make that decision today. Are you going to magnify the world that's lost its mind? Are you going to be encapsulated by anxiety regarding a nation that's rotting from the inside out? Are you going to focus on what is going wrong in the world or can you find a way to focus on Jesus? And so... Uh, her natural response to stress, guilt, and worry was to magnify. Huh. You see, when Jesus is on the inside of you, there's something that makes more sense. How many of you 
Um, I, and, 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 and I don't do this. Like when I get upset or stressed, I don't automatically start singing. I do when I preach, and you all know that if you've been here any amount of time, and I know you love it. But, but, but you ever see that, that, that moment in Elf where Buddy, he, uh, he gets introduced to his dad, who's the publisher in New York, and, and put it on the screen, and, and he, he sees his dad, and because we'll get kicked off of YouTube for the audio, I'm going to sing it with you. He's like, I'm here with my dad, and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song, and um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born, so I'm here now. I found you, Daddy, and... Yeah, I love you, Daddy. I found you, Daddy. And guess what? I love you. I love you. I... Remember that? I love you. It was a terrible song. It made no rhythmic melody. But when the pressure got on, Butter the Elf knew, it's time to sing. And Mary, I'm preaching today. Lord, help me to calm down with all these wonderful guests. And Mary knew that when things aren't going right, and I feel the anxiety, and I feel the stress. I've got to let my heart magnify the Lord, and she chose to do it in song. Now, I sing a lot by myself. I sing in the shower. I sing in the car. I sing when I'm preaching. I sing on the front row, loudly and without imitation. It's not unmanly to sing. My goodness, whenever they interview these, you never when they do a UFC press conference in Europe, in Ireland, all those dudes that love fighting always sing. Come on, pay attention to this. You see it, that the Holly Holm was being interviewed and all the Irish guys get up and they go, I love you, baby. So they're not, they're not manly. I didn't mean to say the word manly, forgive me. They're not masculine. It's okay to sing. But Mary in this moment, she did something. And your Bible, if it has a heading, many times it'll call this section of Scripture in Luke 1.46, it'll call it the Magnificant, which means the magnification of the magnificent. It means that Mary, in the middle of all that going on in her life, she learned, oh, I'm coming for you today, how to magnify the Lord. And she sang the Magnificant. And so I'm going to sing it. I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to read it to you today. Luke 146. This was Mary's response to all this. And Mary said, my soul at the deepest part of me, deep down in my soul, I magnify the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has, and this is, these are all her reasons. I'm going to point my finger in the air when there's a reason. She said, my soul magnifies the Lord. I'm in the middle of guilt, worry, and shame almost right now. But my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, now on all generations will call me blessed. For who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. And he has shown strength with his arm. And he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. And he has brought down the mighty from their thrones. And he has exalted those of humble estate. And he has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent away empty. 
and he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. When Mary got stressed, when Mary got worried, when Mary got guilty, she said, it is my choice. I'm going to rhyme and I can't help myself to rejoice. Under all that, she said, it is my choice to rejoice. I'm going to magnify Jesus. I'm not going to look at the lights or the sun, but I'm going to magnify Jesus. And I just think there's some people in the room today, you have been looking at your problems so long and so hard that that's all you see, but there is help for you if you'll decide to let your soul magnify the Lord and rejoice in God your Savior. Somebody clap their hands to God today. When we get stressed, we should choose to magnify the Lord. You ever talk to somebody who's stressed and it jumps on you? <laughs> you ever, you ever uh, open the door to worry in your life and you go all the way down that spiral staircase? Whatever you magnify, you see more of. Whatever you magnify, you see more of. And Mary made the choice to rejoice. And she was able to do that because what she magnified was the God of her salvation. If you have nothing else to be thankful for, you should be thankful because there is a God who either has saved you or very much wants to save you today. And she started with that reason. And when that became her reason, her soul's greatest expression was to rejoice. And magnification got Mary more joy. You need to magnify the Lord and get more joy in your life. She magnified him and she said, look, if this is true, I've got a lot to be joyful about. And so magnifying God gives us joy. It makes him bigger. She started with joy and worked backward toward the reason she should have it. And we should do the same. And my last point is this, magnifying minimizes everything else. Come on, you put this on, a, <laughs> on an ant trying to burn its head off, you can't see anything else. All you see is that. And I want you to understand something. When I magnify the Lord, I minimize stress. Because God is mighty, I don't have to stress. When I magnify the Lord, I minimize worry. And because God is holy, I don't have to worry. Because I magnify the Lord in the fact that when I feel guilty, I know that he is merciful and willing to forgive me. Whenever we get in this pattern of, I'm not sure if everything's going to be okay or not, just remember, God is great. You don't have to be in control. Remember that God is glorious, so you don't have to fear others. Remember that God is good, so we don't have to look elsewhere for satisfaction. And remember, God is gracious, so we don't have to prove ourselves. I think I'll make the choice to rejoice and magnify Jesus. Hey, fathers, I think it's good with your little kids when you gather them together for Christmas to read the first chapter and a half of the book of Luke with them and make sure that you take some time to magnify Jesus. When you're stressed, it's a sign to magnify the Lord. When you worry, it's a sign to magnify the Lord. When you're feeling guilt, it's a sign to magnify the Lord. Turn to him. Mary magnified the Lord and it gave her a reason to rejoice. 
studies show on the internet. I think it's true. It works for this sermon. 85% of your thoughts are negative. We need to choose to magnify the hope that is in Jesus and the joy that is in Jesus. And here's the deal. You got to get honest with yourselves and know that uh, sometimes you feel all those things because of sin. Sin will always separate you from God. Sin is the whole reason Jesus came to earth, robed in flesh, born in a manger, to be sin's sacrifice for all of humanity, including me and you. If you got all those things working in your life, you need to ask yourself the question, is sin ruling me or is the power of God and the love of God ruling me? The Bible says this about what we should do as a church, as people that believe in Jesus. Psalm 34 and 3 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. I'm, I'm magnifying him. And let us exalt his name together. Joy comes from that. And Mary got in the place where the, all the stuff outside was so much that she said, I'm just going to engage my mouth. And you know, I, think, I do think Buddy the Elf is the greatest Christmas movie ever made. I was on the fence, but now I'm sure of it, honestly. And, and, and one of the things that they end that movie with is, is, the, uh, is the whole, there's not enough Christmas spirit. And Buddy gets everybody rallied around the point that says, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Right? And I'm not a big Buddy the Elf theologian. But when's the last time you opened up your voice and said, God, I thank you for my family? When's the last time you opened up your mouth and said it riding around in your truck? Lord, you have kept me and saved me, and healed me, and protected me, and your arms have been strong when my arms have been weak, and you have been kind to me when I was unkind to others, and you have been faithful to me when I was unfaithful. When's the last time you opened up your mouth just like Mary did, and just like the great buddy the elf did, and let the praise of your heart be known? You've got a lot to be thankful for when it comes to Jesus. Your life can be going the wrong direction. But Jesus Christ is the hope of the world and he's the hope for you and me and all of humanity. Let me ask you the question. This morning, while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, do you have the joy that comes from God today? Are you right with God I'm talking about what he provides, but are you like, you're, you're, you're warmed up and protective of sin? You've allowed unbelief to be normal in your life and you've allowed doubt to consume your thoughts, worry and guilt, and it's just distracted you. I've come to call you back to Jesus today. I've come to call you back to the good things of God so that your joy may be full so that your hope may be realized and so that the Savior of the whole world can write that story in your life. There's nobody exempt from this message today. We all need more of Jesus. We all need his hope. We all need his peace. We all need his love. 
Hey, thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can like and subscribe. You can even share this on your social media. If you do, tag us at The Courageous Church and share what God is doing in your life. Always remember, God's calling you to be strong and very courageous in all that you do. I hope to see you soon. God bless.